Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Ironbrew Podcast. Brad Mel and Matt Ellis on this one. Uh, we thought we'd just come on and have a little bit of chat about what's going on, really, because we haven't done one for ages and there's been, you know, bits and pieces since we've last been on. Um, I guess the thing to start with is that, as we suspected, you know, is Tony Dawes in charge and, well, for the foreseeable, really, and we can maybe tie that into the ownership situation. But, I mean, we expected him to take over, certainly short term. They've obviously they've brought in uh, Michael Nelson as well, former player. Uh, he's been manager, hasn't he, up at Blythe recently. He's come in as well as his assistant. So, yeah, I mean, as we expected, but but what do you think? It's what we expected. Like everybody expected that happen, and it, it was it was just the club's sort of it's his default position, isn't it? Really, after we after we get rid of a manager, Dawes kind of steps in for a couple of games or whatever, and, and obviously we expected that. I think the I suppose the concern is that um, we're not going to appoint a permanent manager until the takeover is completed, <clears throat> which means that at the moment we're kind of stuck with with Dawes really, and and you know how, however that pans out, and it's. It's it's not the best situation, is it? <clears throat> Let's be honest. It's it's not ideal when we're sort of bottom of the league and um, fighting for survival. Really, you want a bit of experience. Uh, <clears throat> however, you know, I think the last couple of games we've we've obviously not lost. Couple of draws in a row. You know, it's not a win, but it's 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 sort of come from behind in both games yeah, as well. Exactly, you know? and which something that we don't really do. No, um, and it's kind of. Stop. We stopped the rot, haven't we? So to speak, we're getting a couple of points on the board. So it's it's obviously encouraging from that from that kind of perspective. And I think that you know, based on on sort of like the York performance, the, the players seem to be you know buying into into w- what Dawes wants them to do, really. And I think they they kind of stopped doing that towards the end of sort of Hill's reign, didn't they? Really, they they basically gave up. Um, so at least that that kind of you know the effort and the commitment has has kind of come back really, which is, which is key really. And, and without that, you knew we were basically dead certs for relegation. But thankfully, that's come back and we've shown a bit of fight and 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 a bit of quality. And and, and again, you know, I, I I stand by this this kind of notion that the squad's not that bad, mm. like on paper and 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 individually even it's other than some kind of issues in, in defence, but sort of going forward and, and across midfield, we've got some serious talent there that rivals the best in the division. And and, and I think most kind of Iron fans would agree with that. I think that, that they've obviously not all kind of got up to pace, I suppose. And and when we kind of look at players like, um, you know, Aptus come in and, and look like... Massive difference. You know, yeah. yeah, head and shoulders above the quality we've got. Um and he's he's such a good player, and he's he's the sort of player people want to want to see play because he attacks fullbacks and he, he moves forward. You know, he's he's got a real low center of gravity. He goes past players sort of at will, really. Um, That's what he did so, for the goal at York, wasn't it? Exactly that, and obviously against Altringham when he, yeah, when he yeah. kind of set up Butterfield, you know, an assist and a goal in 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 two games, really, and, and really good performance. Obviously, he gave away the penalty, which is, is disappointing, but you know. 
that's that's them's the breaks when you're at the bottom of the league. You don't really really get the rub of the green, do you? It's it's mm. it's, it's always like that. Um, <clears throat> I say as well, another one actually from the York game that I mean, after obviously he got man of the match. I think. And he was he was great. Don't get me wrong, absolutely was. For me, I'd have given Ogle the uh, man of the match because I thought he he he's, he looks a different player as well. You know, see, we know he's got a throw on him. You know, that's been there, but he, maybe he was slightly out of position at York. But actually, it sort of suited him. It seemed like he had a bit more of a freer role. I don't know if that was because we had you know a bit more like five at the back, really. So he he, he was allowed to sort of move in and out of position. Um, but he, he was fantastic at York. I thought he really good performance. Well, he, he's good on the ball, isn't he? And, and what we said when he came in, he, he is first and foremost a footballer and and, and kind of a specialist right back slash win back. And, and he's playing in that position that, you know, allows him to get forward and, and, and kind of affect the game down the right hand side. And obviously he's got a good long throw as well, which is something that you, you kind of need in this in this league, really. Um, but yeah, I, I always thought when he came in, he, he looked really good for the first mm. couple of games and, and, and kind of a player that we've been screaming out for for a number of seasons rather than playing left backs at right back and, and midfielders at right back and centre backs at right back. We finally signed a right back. Yeah. Um, and it does make a big difference. Um, it does. Know. And I think if you look at York as a whole, I mean, like I mean, we said, didn't we, right at the start of this season and, and last season as well, when we were doing podcasts, that we we just don't know this league, do we? We just, you know, it's so hard to predict what's what's going to happen. I mean, like York, I think as as before the game started, as we were playing them, I think they were like seventh or eighth or something like that, certainly top end. Like I, I thought they were awful. Like they didn't look anything at all. And you know, we were unfortunate not to to win that game because I thought for a lot of it, it was first 10, 15 minutes, certainly we, you know, we were playing some really, really nice stuff. I know there was obviously the protest, and I think that does that does interrupt, you know, the play and the momentum, things like that. And and obviously the penalty, which is a penalty, you know, don't get me wrong, it definitely is. But you know, we we definitely on another day we would, we'd have won that game. You know that we had more than enough chances to do that. So if we just take this back to sort of what we're saying about maybe buying in, not necessarily buying into what Dawes is trying to do, but it, it, slight improvements. You know what I mean? You know, it, it's like we we we're slightly, as I say, on the upturn in, in the sense that we've picked up a handful of points. You know, we've come from behind in in both games. It's it's not major steps, but it, it's significant ones. Yeah, and I think when you're at the bottom of the league and, and, and you're, you're losing as many games as, as we have been and shipping as many goals, kind of incremental improvements are the way to go, really. The mm. kind of the building blocks for for finally getting a <clears throat> sort of another win on the board, really. And and I think that's what we're looking at. And, and I'm sure that's what they're saying to the players. It's like, you know, you, you have to kind of do it in stages. You, you're not going to just turn up and have a complete performance, especially when you know, uh, confidence will be pretty low and, and you know, the, the whole like kind of what is it? Was it was it six games losing streak or was it seven? I can't remember. Something like that. I think that, it was yeah. six, wasn't it? And, you know, that, that that's not an easy thing to turn around. And and once you're at the bottom of the league and you're looking up and, and you're starting to, you know, there's a little bit of a gap. We, we, we start to come adrift a little bit. And thankfully, obviously, we got a point and um, Altrincham got hammered against what older shot, didn't they, as well on Saturday, which means that they're now bottom of the league yeah. and we're not anymore. It's the it's it's all about kind of building that sort of confidence and, and getting the basics right again and, and those incremental improvements, which is kind of what we've been seeing. And and then hopefully with the quality of players we have, then the results will start to come. The chances will come. And I don't think that's something we've struggled to do this season. We've, we've created a lot of chances. We've probably not put as many away as we should. We have struggled to defend, unfortunately. Mm. And then kind of just going back to what you were saying about... Um, like you're not looking very good, despite the fact that they've done really well this season so far. I think when when they were one up against us, they were sort of like sixth as well. So they're in the playoffs. So they've obviously had a really good start to the season. 
I just think that it, this league, it's just such a lottery, isn't it? You, you don't know what you're going to get. No. Like, they even they if... knew what they were doing. You could see they knew what they were doing. They were, certainly towards the end, they were, it was very like stop start in the sense that, you know, it, a player takes a knock, they're down, you know, and the ref <clears> didn't <throat> help, especially. But it, it, you couldn't <clears> really, the, the game didn't really flow because, you know, there's a lot of interruptions like that, which suited York down to the ground, you know. <clears> and I think that, <clears> I mean, if it works, you know, it works. Yeah, definitely, and, and it's just game management, something that we've we've struggled to do, and the sort of thing you would have liked to see us do more when we were winning Altrincham, you know, beating mm. Altrincham two one, um, that kind of game management. But instead, we seem to get it wrong by taking Aptor off, and and you know, eventually yeah. we didn't we didn't get three points, which was which was you know a real pain in the ass. Um, but it's just a bit of experience, really. But we should have plenty of that in the team. Um, you know, obviously York did it and it worked for them, but really we should be able to, to do this to kind of shit house our way to three points. Yeah. Because that's what you've got to do in this league, really. Um, but you know, as I said, every game is such a lottery, you don't know what, gonna, what you're gonna get. Even if you, you you look at some of the results, you're like, you know, some freak results, you you know, like not what you would expect, especially last season, um, when like Wrexham were losing games, you know, left, right, and center and things like that. And you just look at the kind of score sheet at the end of of the of of, of the sort of fixture list, if you like, and at the end of the day on a Saturday you think, Jesus, you know, some of these results you don't want to put an accumulator on this league yeah. because you you'd never win anything just because it's so unpredictable. Um which I guess works in our favour, really, because at the minute we're, we're, we're sort of like bottom of the league. So if we mm. can get, you know, one of those, it's sort of like one of those results that you wouldn't expect to see, then it might be able to just kickstart the season. I think, should we look at maybe the club in sort of general sense now? Because it, it, it seems like in all aspects of it, we're sort of in limbo, really, um, in that, you know, Tony Dawes is in charge. Seemingly, that's until you know, we get a new owner. But obviously, a couple of weeks ago, there's that interview on Humberside with Peter Swan saying that, you know, there wasn't proof of funds with the, the sort of the people he was talking to. So so that deal's sort of off, which which sort of implies that Tony Dawes is it probably for this season. I, I mean, I don't know, until certainly until we get a new owner. So, you know, how, how do you even, like, prepare that as, as a team? You know, it, do we just have to do it game by game? Does the outcome for the season change? You know, everything sort of went out the window when when the kind of the Hill tenure just didn't work out because that's obviously what we prepared for the whole summer, um, you know, and then it goes. So you've got to rebuild again. You've got to start again. Um, but, you know, thankfully, as I said, in my opinion, I think he's built a, a decent, a competitive squad, um, <clears throat> which means that there's obviously a, a team there that can perform for, for doors when 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 we, we manage to kind of get them to do that. Um, but really, you know, expectations, it's got to stay, got to be staying up, hasn't it, really? Because the kind of, yeah. the, the sort of spectre of uh, administration, which is now kind of looming large, really, over the club, whether that's founded or whether that's rumoured, but it's it's taken hold, really. Well, I think um, e- either way, it's significant because, I mean, last probably two or three weeks, it's been quite prominent in the chat, so much so that in the last statement that uh, Turnbull released, you know, he, he did acknowledge it, didn't he? And he said that, you know, it's it's, it's not true, as, as obviously you'd expect him to say, that the club wouldn't be sort of sold through administration. Um, but, you know, equally, we've heard, haven't we, that it's reduced budget, and we've heard that for the last couple of seasons now. If there isn't a buyer, you know, we know that the chairman wants to sell. I mean, that how much money is left? There can't be lots. No, exactly. And that, that's the worry. Obviously, we go into administration. It's a, a point penalty, isn't it? And when you're at the bottom of the league, it, it, it looks increasingly bleak. 
especially when we've we've not won since the opening day, day, day of the season, really. Mm. And there's some pretty strong rumors around there that, you know, perhaps the money's, you know, that's quite a few rumors. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Around the fact that the money might might run out by the end of this month, really, and and that, that kind of thing. And obviously, as you said, Turnbull has acknowledged that because they realise that there's a lot of noise around that and that they need to say something about it and, and they need to be honest about it. You know, at the end of the day, um, Swan still, he's, he's trying to sell and, and he, he's still putting money in the club right now. Um, you know, nobody wants him to be here. I don't want him to be here. You don't want him to be here, let's be honest. But if he just completely pulls the plug, it is administration. Like mm. literally tomorrow, if he decides to like stop funding completely. And a lot of people would accept that to get rid of him, if you like. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, this but then without a buyer, so yeah, as with, as that. yeah, without, um, if you yeah. do that, with there's no buyer, then, you know, you just perpetually in that aren't you yeah exactly so and then the club racks up a certain amount of debt which means it's even less yeah appealing than it would have been before he pulled the plug on the funding so it you know it's an incredibly difficult situation really um and 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 still there's quite a lot of questions that needs to be asked like obviously he's he's been working with or supposedly working with this group of buyers for quite a while now and that they they supposedly passed the fit and proper person's test from from the fa um but surely one of the first things you, well, you know, I don't know, I've never sold a football club before, but surely one of the first things you establish is whether or not they've got the money to buy it. You know, what? why would you get all the way to, to this point and then actually they've got no money in the bank? I guess, I guess it's, I guess it's not, I mean, obviously this is pure speculation. I'm guessing it's not the money to buy it. I think it'd probably be the money to run it. That's, I'd imagine where it's the sticking point is. Mm, yeah, well, I'm not sure because like, I mean, this one himself said they didn't have proof of funds. So the, so the deal, the deal was dead. So, you know, where's the due diligence in that situation to, to, to kind of, you know, to audit this and say, look, yes, they've got the money to do it. Let's proceed three or four months down the line, which I assume is how long this has been going on for with this particular buyer, because I think it was at the start of the season, wasn't it, that that kind of Swan said that, yes, they've agreed a price and, and they're, they're expected to pass this test Um within the next week and obviously that was right at the start of the season so yeah. um surely at that point that's when they should be establishing if they've got the money to actually buy the club and run it um not right at the end so that's that's obviously worrying and and you know you know as i said i, I have no idea how this yeah. works but surely that's common sense isn't it i mean and i get i suppose in that interview as well that it was sort of indicated that you know whilst that particular deal is off that talking to other parties. So I guess it's not completely gone yet. Yeah, I think when he was speaking to uh, Ollie Turner from from Humberside, Swan was saying that there's there's two more interested parties that he's talking to and then they're not ad- 
kind of at advanced stages they're still pretty re- relatively early in, in the process obviously kind of one of the parties is, is supposed to play you know supposedly one of the um the lo- this local consortium um and you know obviously that would be good with a lot of people who've, who've got the club's interest at heart but again it's like the proof of funds issue and and things like that and and we're not really you know uh, kind of a that much of an attractive proposition are we really mm-hmm. so it's it's not easy to sell unfortunately um but having said that how many other clubs have been sold in the past six months you know Alden, yeah um, uh, I'm sure there was another one. I just can't remember who it was. Um, but but clubs get sold and they change hands, they change ownership relatively frequently. Um, but we're still in this situation where we can't seem to sell it. So, do you, know. do you think there needs to be like some sort of acknowledgement? I know that uh, there is the radio that we had recently, and sometimes Turnbull gets a little bit in his statement. Do you think we need a little bit more than we're getting? Or I obviously I appreciate there's like NDAs and stuff like <clears> that, but seemingly out of noise out of the club there's just there's just nothing in terms of you know at what stage in the process we're at yeah and i think part of the problem is most of this information is, is kept very um kind of so you know swan keeps his cards close to his chest so to speak which means that i guess that kind of information isn't really cascaded down to kind of um you know lee turnbull and, and obviously he's, he's, if it is he's obviously been told that he, he can't really speak to the press about it in, in specific yeah. terms um so it, it's really difficult and, and it is frustrating because you know really all we're kind of able to do is draw a picture from the rumors and, and obviously that they're, they're not always accurate and they very very rarely are so it's it's such a difficult situation and i suppose we're seeing it sort of spill out into the sort of games now as well aren't we you know there's obviously the protest at york you know, tennis balls again a couple of flares you know the sign but I mean, you just think mm-hmm. stuff like that's going to keep happening, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And really, at the end of the day, protest is is the last resort of fans who can voice their opinion, really, because obviously two ways. That the first way is you, you don't go down to the ground and, and, and you, you stop giving the club your money. Um, Which I think the second... there's probably a significant amount are doing. Absolutely. You yeah. know, the gates are still pretty low, aren't they, really? Um, you know, if, if we look at kind of... Um, the attendance and stuff like that. For example, against York, it was supposed to be like 3,600 or something like that. To be honest, York York is a slight exception because they did bring quite a lot with it being relatively local-ish. Yeah, exactly. So what I was going to say is they brought a lot of people, but also I think we gave away 400 tickets. We did to schools and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so you deduct that number of, like, how many did York bring? Was it about 1,200 or something like that? Um, Most of the away end, three quarters worth, probably. So say that 1,600, you know, again, you're looking at 2,000. Scunny fans, aren't you? In in, in kind of in, including season tickets and indeed how many season ticket holders turned up, you know, because yeah. they always just kind of count them as they're always there. Um, so you're probably not seen as as bad as it is, but that will that will happen until Swan leaves and, and until we start winning games and until those two things happen, then people will come back. It's it will be the same at any other club, really. Um, but I think that you know, as I, I was kind of saying, protest is, is, is literally the last kind of resort of football fans to, mm. to kind of enact some sort of change at the club really and it it's not pretty and and it, you know there's loads of arguments that should we be doing it do, do we make us a less attractive prospect to to kind of potential buyers do we nobody really knows yes and no you know what i mean they they can see the plight of, of the club and the fans are helping to illustrate that plight by by protesting it it's just the way it is um but also at the same time does that does that make us less 
because we we can see the unrest there mm-hmm. um so it's kind of a catch-22 situation really I'm, I'm not particularly against or for the protests I think it's a difficult one I think I kind of was against it after Swan said you know he's trying to sell the club but really what else could he do other than try and sell the club but when we've got to this point and we're bottom of the league and he's still not sold it and, and all these deals seem seemingly falling through really again what what other options do, to kind of fans have other than to protest um so you know it's 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 unfortunate we're in such a mess but it's just the way it is and and I can imagine that these things will, will continue to happen um mm. until the club sold really it was just unfortunate that on Saturday the pro- protest happened when we were kind of on the front foot and it killed the momentum it did interrupt it did interrupt it definitely so that's Um, obviously frustrating isn't it for everybody involved but um you know what what can you do these these things they're not particularly pretty occurrences are they i mean yeah i think it will potentially keep happening and obviously we've got another home game coming up haven't we you know this weekend it's not even like we're away again it's uh home to talking isn't it so you know potentially it happens again yeah, I mean, you you can probably sort of expect it to happen again in in some in some fashion, really. But again, it's it's another it's another big game, isn't it? Against Dorking, I don't even know where Dorking is, no, and I don't, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what a Dorking is. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a team that we we, we need to perform against. We need to not we need to get three points, really. Um, I think they've been doing quite well this season, actually, Dorking. So it's it's not going to be the easy sort of rollover game that we we kind of expected with some of these teams. Um, I mean, it might be, as I said, you know, this league's a complete lottery. We might beat them 5-0, who the hell knows? Um, but, you know, I, I personally can't see it. But again, it's another game that we need to get three points out of. And, and if we, we do manage to finally get a win, like you've got, what, a draw, a draw and, and a win, which is kind of forms massively turned around from six yeah, losses in a row. Yeah, it's quite so good, that. It's, it's, it is pretty impressive for a, for a relatively inexperienced, you know kind of temporary um manager so um you know all, all we can do is is hope that that does can get enough out of the team to to basically keep our head above water and, and within touching distance of, of kind of safety really outside of the the four spaces that that go down otherwise we're, we're in some serious trouble with with the idea of administration kind of hanging over our heads because i think if we take that hit of minus 10 points for example then I, I don't see us coming back from it, and then mm. we're, we're in a, you know, we're in a real world of kind of shit. So it very much hangs in the balance, doesn't it? Really, and I think we just need to start picking up, picking up results. And I think that you know, realistically, with this team, it it should be something we we can do. We should be sort of competing every week, um, which we haven't been at the minute. But you know. Again, a positive that we've turned it around Slightly, to an extent yeah. Yeah. that we're not losing games and that we are coming from behind and 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 we 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 registered two points on the board, which is but you know obviously we're losing six in a row. It's not something we've done in a while, but we need to finally just get that win in the, and then some of the confidence and can can start coming back to some of these players who who will definitely feed off the confidence and and then you know we we might be able to build a little bit of momentum, which is is what we want and and something else to note really, I think. We we always get lots of injuries, don't we? And we've mm. not had that many this season. No, not really. You know, we how many games in a week now? We like what? We like nine or ten or something yeah. like that. Um, we've not had many injuries, and and at the minute, who's who's out injured? At the minute, I think Carver's out Carver, injured. I think yeah, ha- and then um, Hallam, obviously. Yeah. Other than that, the 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 playing squad's seemingly fit and and, yeah. and healthy, so we we need to kind of make the most of that pool of available talent before the inevitable injury crisis hits. 
or it might not hit. We we don't know. But that, that I think that's good because I think that if we had had that early in the season, I think we would have been <laughs> in even more of a mess, really, with, with some key players out injured. But thankfully, that's not happened. And, and obviously, whatever they've done to to kind of keep that um, sort of the the treatment list relatively low is 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 obviously down to a, a pretty solid preseason, seemingly from from Hill. So um, I guess we can be appreciative of that. Yeah, and I think let's probably leave it there. As I say, just a sort of quick overview of a couple of weeks gone, really, and, you know, the fact that everything's seemingly up in the air still. So thank you for listening to this. We'll do another one soon, and hopefully we do get a bit of news out of the club and, you know, hopefully this ownership situation progresses and, you know, we've got a bit more something a bit more concrete to report on next time. But like I say, thank you for listening to this. We'll see you on the next one.